Hello everybody, welcome to or welcome back to Venus and Chiron. My name is Brienne and I'm your host. So today I want to talk about low frequency beings, demons, entities, things like that. This is potentially a triggering topic. So if you have had experiences with low frequency beings with psychosis, um, if you struggle a lot with feeling really, really afraid and feeling debilitated by that fear, I just want to issue, I guess, like a content warning. This could be triggering. Um, this could put you into a low headspace, a scary headspace. So make sure you're listening. If you want to continue to listen, listen with your own discretion, tune into your body, check in and see if you feel like you have the space to hear this right now. If you feel like you have the supports and the tools in place to help you with any emotions or feelings that might come up, maybe don't listen in the middle of the night. (laughs) This isn't like, I'm not putting this podcast out here to intentionally spook or scare people, but I, I was recently giving somebody guidance about, um, they had had a very palpable experience with a low frequency being. And so I was just offering them some guidance based on my lived experience. And it made me realize that I don't think, like, I know I've talked about this stuff on my podcast in quite a few episodes, but I don't think I've ever made a full episode about it. So today I really want to talk about these things just really like bluntly. (laughs) Um, And I just want to offer up the like some of the wisdom that I've gained from my journey and my experiences. So I guess the second disclaimer is that I am not a medical professional. I'm not a counselor or a psychologist or anything like that. I'm just a person that happens to see and hear things that are not in this physical 3D realm. And all of the information that I'm giving you, I'm giving you from my lived experience. This is not textbook how these things are done or you know the 100% truth like everything you need to know about low frequency beings this is my experience from my perspective from my lens from how I've come to understand something as vast and incomprehensible and mysterious as the spirit realm so my advice with this episode as with everything that you ever hear and consume is to take what resonates and to leave the rest behind. Yeah, so all that said and done, let's get into the episode. I think I'm going to start by just giving like a little brief history of me. For those of you that are new to this podcast and haven't heard my story before and don't want to go start at episode zero and come all the way back here. I'm going to just share a little bit about me and then we'll see where that flows. So I began seeing and hearing spirits and beings that weren't there when I was five is my earliest memory. I mean, I think when I was younger than that, it was like when you're that young, you're living in the imaginary realms anyways. But when I was five, there were a lot of spirits around all the time because of the nature of my childhood and the 
nature of <laughs> my DNA, I guess. I had a difficult time separating this reality from others. And I, the demons that I would see in here and the spirits that I would see in here would be so real to me. And it was a very intense experience. And that continued on for much of my childhood. Um, most of the entities that came forward were, I guess, as I just said, demonic. So there were some beautiful experiences. There were some neutral experiences. Like sometimes I just saw ghosts that were pretty neutral. There were some experiences where I saw, you know, like my deceased dogs, which is quite beautiful. But for the most part, my day in, day out, I was surrounded by demons. And quite honestly, whenever I reflect on my childhood, I it feels like I was living in hell. And these entities, they controlled my every word, they controlled my every movement, they, um, they really, they tormented me. And I was terrified because my grandfather had been diagnosed with schizophrenia. Um, he was already deceased at this point, but, um, I had heard many stories from my mother about him and they were all terrifying to me. And so my greatest fear was that I was schizophrenic and that became something that I would carry with me for most of my life, which would impact and influence the ways that I would <laughs> communicate my symptoms and my issues to mental health professionals so as to avoid the big scary diagnosis that I didn't want to get. Hello, editing Brienne here, just jumping in because I wanted to add a little just note about schizophrenia and my relationship with schizophrenia. In my speaking about this mental illness and this part of my story, where I am speaking about this as being my greatest fear and how it was this great fear that I carried with me, I just wanted to clarify that I don't personally believe that receiving the diagnosis of schizophrenia is a like the worst thing that could ever happen. And, um, I don't, it's just not my greatest fear anymore. I'll say that. The reason that it built up that way in my mind was because of the stories I had heard about my grandfather. And so that really painted my perception of the mental illness and coupled with the experiences I was having, I was very afraid of those experiences becoming my reality. There's so much more I could say about this topic, but I'm just going to like pause. I just wanted to put that little tidbit in there. And I just wanted to acknowledge anybody listening that um, has received that diagnosis. And I wanted to just make a note that any, whatever treatment you're receiving that is beneficial to you, that is beautiful. And I'm in full support of that. I'm personally on my own journey still with that that label, that mental illness, the label has been given to me in the past, although not by somebody that could legally diagnose. So I, I don't feel that I can say that I was diagnosed with schizophrenia, just that a, a medical professional, professional gave me that label at a point in my healing. And I don't know if I've mentioned that before on this podcast, but it's something that I I have a lot of peace with and understanding of in my own psyche, and I am looking forward to in the future talking more about that. Although I don't yet feel like I have the training 
and the depth of knowledge from a psychological perspective to really speak about that mental illness and compare it to like, say my experiences, for example. So really that is a conversation that I'm probably not going to have directly on this podcast for a while, although I am in the process of deepening my training into these things, which will evolve over time and you'll learn more about later. But anyways, back to the story. I just wanted to make that note because I think that schizophrenia can be a really terrifying thing. Um, It can be a really terrifying label to be given. And I just wanted to, one, I wanted to acknowledge that. And two, I wanted to say that it is, it doesn't have to be. And that there is a way to live a incredibly fulfilling, magical life and have that label. And yeah, okay, back to the story. I digress. So I have this fear of schizophrenia. I have all of these entities that I'm seeing that are just like making my life feel like hell. I think it was when I was around 12-ish that they like start to go away. And then I just lived in this period of a fear of them after that. So I was I was too afraid to speak of them for fear that speaking of them would make them come back. And I just kind of kept this secret to myself for a while until I was in my teens and some more traumatic events happened to me and I I ended up starting to see and hear things again. And at this point, it wasn't as bad as it was for me when I was a little kid. Um, it would come and it would go. It wasn't as real seeming, like I could differentiate it a bit more, but it was still very, very terrifying. I was very afraid all the time. I would also have dreams of these demonic beings doing horrific things to me. They would be just the most real dreams. I'd wake up. They would be dreams where like, I would be in my bed when this would be happening to me, and then I'd wake up in that bed, and I just had a really hard time. Like, everything just felt so real. It all felt so real and so terrifying, and I was just too scared to ever talk to anybody about it, and I just developed a variety of, I was going to say healthy or unhealthy coping mechanisms, but for the most part, when in my earlier days, they were quite unhealthy, coping mechanisms to try to survive through these experiences, essentially. And it was maybe in my early to mid-20s, maybe early 20s, like, yeah, early 20s, when I started to... This is hard for me to talk about. I'm trying to think of how to condense all of this, but let's just say it this way. These things continued. Um... There are these big experience, like there are there are certain experiences that are like big and memorable, and certain experiences that are just more like daily life, um, neuroses type things. But essentially, it was when I was twenty five that these experiences took over my life in such a way that I became incapable of functioning as a human. My nervous system just shut down from years of fight and flight <laughs> and I became quite sick. I couldn't work anymore. 
I couldn't eat, I couldn't sleep, I couldn't walk, I was um, horribly unwell. And if you've listened to my intro story, I talk more about this. Yeah, this is where I ended up finding plant medicine, and like I guess I'd found plant medicine before, but um, through psychedelics, but specifically plant spirit medicine, and more specifically Yarrow, <laughs> who is the plant ally who guided me through all of this stuff and really helped me to ultimately heal everything that I just talked to you about. So over the years before this, I had been really exploring spirituality, finding all of these like kind of like makeshift ways to heal, learning a bunch of grounding exercises, learning how to like clear my energy, learning all these different things, trying to do some trauma healing, but um, not going nearly as deep as I would go with um, Yarrow. Yeah, but so it's not like I wasn't doing work. It's not like I wasn't doing healing on this stuff the whole time. I totally was. It was more like when I started working with Yarrow, my plant ally, there was this exponential growth. There was this exponential healing and this incredible transformation that then became very like synchronistic where opportunities and guides and things just started falling into my life to help continue to facilitate this healing and really change this what I see as a generational curse into a gift. And I talk about that in the earlier episodes in more detail. But I just wanted to give like a quick little backstory to who I am and who I am to be talking about these things. So now where I'm at with all of this stuff, I still see demons. I still see low frequency beings. Um, I still interact with them but I have a very different relationship with them. I have a very different understanding of who they are and what they are and why they're here for me in my life and my experience from my perspective. I mostly interact with incredibly wonderful, healing, light, empowering, energizing beings. I have an incredible team of spirit guides that I love very dearly. I work with people to help connect them to their spirit guides. I work with people to help explore and release and heal and communicate with any entities that are in or around their energetic field. Yeah, and then I also, I'm a medium. I speak to spirits of deceased loved ones. So this is the work that I do. These are the things, the skills that I am constantly developing now. And... That's not where I came from. That's not... <laughs> None of the work that I'm doing now is honestly the work that I ever wanted to do or thought I would be doing. Now I want to and I'm stoked on it and I love my life and I love this work and there's nothing else I'd rather do. But um, when before, before this transformation where I changed this curse into a gift, it was just a curse and I could never, ever fathom how it could ever be a gift. The idea of being um, a medium or a channel or a guide was not something I ever wanted. It was creepy to me. And of course it was because of the types of experiences I'd had with the spirit world. I just could not fathom ever wanting that. I just wanted the voices to go away. I just wanted the demons and the entities to leave me alone. I had no interest in what I'm doing now, which is really kind of cute. So whether you are just listening because 
you might find these topics interesting and you're just curious, or you're listening because you've had some experiences with demons and entities yourself and you'd like some insight and support, hopefully this episode has something to offer to you. So let's talk about demons. (laughs) Well, let's actually, let's start by talking about entities in general. So when I'm speaking about entities, from my perspective, I'm talking about any, well, specifically, I'm talking about beings that are of an array of different frequencies from low to high to neutral that typically will manifest as beings on maybe the spiritual plane, but they also exist on other planes of consciousness. Some entities only exist in the spirit realm, but many entities also take on a state in the emotional realm and in the physical realm. And I suspect that during this episode, I'll mostly be talking about the entities that travel across these realms because they're the ones that tend to impact our actual lives. And they're just the ones that I interact with the most as like a healer. So but there's lots of cool entities. There's so many cool, interesting entities that are just hanging out in the spirit realm and they have a lot of cool and interesting things to say and to share and they're just beautiful and magical. Um, I'm sure there's low ones too that are <laughs> have a lot of interesting things to say and share. I don't really chat with them as much, but um, yeah. The way that I see entities is really they're infinite. They're infinite entities. <laughs> when I do my intuitive coaching work with people, I often guide people into their bodies through meditation and we just tune into, I usually combine my coaching tools with energy healing. And so I'll feel into their body and they'll tell me where they're feeling things and like energetically with consent. And (laughs) we will usually find, like there will be so-called entities that I'll find in their body. These entities are not always like these big terrifying demons. Sometimes they are just like funny little creatures that are hanging out in your body and in your energy field, usually because you've unconsciously, most likely, invited them into into you or into your energy field. So these entities are usually the ones that I find when I do this kind of work. They're usually, yeah, like more low frequency beings. Usually if they weren't there, you would feel more expansive, but it's not like It's not like, oh my god, you're possessed and and we need to do an exorcism to get this demon out of you. There are like stronger, more dark, more intense entities that, you know, like these things can happen. And I've had some really palpable experiences in my life with really intense dark energies being in my body and feeling as though I'm possessed. And essentially figuring out how to perform I don't know if I can call it that if I can say that I've performed exorcisms on myself but essentially figuring out how to get these entities out of my body which I'm probably gonna come back to this 50 times this episode just trauma healing trauma healing trauma healing trauma healing when we're attracting low frequency beings of any variety it's usually because of Big T or little T trauma. 
So the shitty things that have happened to you, the painful things that have happened to you, the things that make you feel worthless, the things that make you feel unlovable, the things that make you feel bad or evil or shameful, like these things that have happened in your life, left unhealed, create this unconscious energy resonance that you put out attracting like. Like the first rule of all this stuff for me is like attracts like. The saying, there's nothing to fear but fear itself is huge with this kind of stuff. Fear attracts fear. Abundance attracts abundance. Um, Anxiety attracts anxiety. Sadness attracts sadness. And this isn't to say to don't feel low state emotions. You should definitely feel them and you should definitely move through them. But where entities start to start hanging out with us and being around us is when we don't look at these things, when we don't want to face them, when we avoid them, when we suppress them, they get stuck because we're not moving our energy. We're not allowing things to flow through us and come out the other, like come out the other end. Um, Essentially though, we're not digesting experiences. We're not digesting experiences emotionally. We're not digesting experiences spiritually and potentially physically as well. And this is really normal. This is a thing that I'm sure every human has experienced because life is fucking hard and shit happens that is just way too big for any one human to handle. And at this point, a lot of us are quite disconnected from spirit. A lot of us feel that spirit, the divine, and the earth are all separate from us and we are alone in this world. We have this illusion that we're separate and that illusion of separation is really beautiful and cool because it allows us to be this unique individual having all these individual experiences and blah, 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 blah. But when it comes to the painful things, it can be a lot less fun to be separate. It can feel a lot more devastating and isolating and overwhelming. And the more painful experiences we collect, the more... um, kind of like, I guess, low-frequency energies we put out, the more low-frequency entities we attract. Usually this is how, like, we just tend to cycle through certain painful things. And as we go in and actually do the healing work and look at these painful bits, process them, and heal them, piece by piece by piece, we're raising our own frequency, which is changing our energetic changing the energy we put out, which is changing the entities that we attract. So to talk a bit more about these entities, how I was kind of explaining how some of them, like the ones that we're concerned with maybe the most, um, mm, that's not true. Okay. I'll say the ones that we're concerned with the most, yes, because of like them being low frequency and therefore impacting our lives. I'm just going to tune into my guides for a second. Okay. I feel like what I'm kind of hearing is that But I, this is the other thing about the spirit realm is so many of the things are just like not in English. There's no language for these things. I feel like it's why I paint a lot and write a lot of poems. The message I'm hearing is that like all entities can travel across all the different like planes and realms. Um, It's just not in the way that my brain is thinking of it. And I'm not sure. I'm just going to leave that there. All entities can travel across all the different planes and realms. It's almost like I'm seeing this visual of like, you just might not be able to see or perceive them all. Like almost like how 
there are certain sounds that only whales can hear. There's certain, I'm sure there's certain like colors <laughs> that only a different creature can see. There's, it's like you won't, it will be on that plane, but our human perception bandwidth, whatever, can only perceive, like might not be able to perceive certain entities as clearly like right now with where our vessels are at in evolution. But let's move on because I don't want to get too too deep into the woo, even though I guess this is a very new topic. When I'm working with people, I have often noticed that mental illnesses, depression, anxiety, eating disorders, etc., tend to they manifest like I guess on the emotional plane as mental illnesses. On the spiritual plane, they manifest as entities, as these these beings that you can literally talk to. So you can talk to depression. You can see what that entity looks like. And they might have a name. And you can actually, like, in the spirit realm, when you flip your lens to that perspective, you can actually have a conversation with your depression. And through that conversation, you can, you know, receive levels of enlightenment, illumination, awareness and with that like you can communicate with these entities in a way such that they become less of this big scary demon thing because these are low frequency beings i'm talking about and they can actually become a sort of helper or guide to help you see what your fears are what your what stories what beliefs what narratives you are holding on to that are keeping you in this energetic state. So when I talk to entities, like if I was talking to an entity about someone with depression, the entity might say statements like, you're worthless, you're useless, you can't amount to anything, Um, why even try anything, you're a failure. They might have like really high expectations, like if you aren't, can't do all of these things, then you're nothing you'd be better off dead, you ruin everybody's lives that that you touch, like all these like really shitty beliefs, essentially. And when you look at it from my perspective, hearing an entity saying all these things and spewing all these narratives, these are the things that need to be healed. So, you know, you could really do like a therapy session or whatever on each of those beliefs on unpacking each of those things that that entity said. And as you slowly unpack them and you start to recognize that, no, like I'm divine, I'm worthy, I deserve to exist, my life is valuable, all of these like, these truths, as you start to redefine your beliefs and stop stop believing these low frequency things, which you probably started to believe because of something that happened to you in childhood, because of narratives that you were told growing up, because of traumatic life events that happened, whatever it is, you don't even need to know what it is, to be honest. You just need to be able to look at the belief and be like, oh, this makes me feel constrictive. This makes me feel small. This keeps me stuck here. What if I, what would happen if I believed the opposite of this belief? And challenging yourself to believe these things that are just unbelievable to you, like, I am worthy. I'm inherently worthy. Like, what would it take to feel inherently worthy? Like, what if I was just inherently worthy? What if I could just, like, what if beliefs were like hats and I could just take this one off and put another one on? Like, which one would I pick? Like, 
kind of radical free will here with our with our emotional states and our belief systems. So what I feel about low frequency beings and entities is that there is as terrifying as they are, as overwhelming as they are, as difficult as they are to interact with, and as scary as they are, they are teachers. So I'll take an experience of mine with like actually being able to see these entities because the example I just gave about depression, you might have depression, you might identify with that, but you might not have ever seen an entity like the entity of depression because you might not have tuned in on the spirit realm or like whatever, tried to see, see that, or it's just like, you haven't, you don't see it in that lens. You don't see it in that perspective. You don't have to, like, if that's not helpful for you, then I mean, don't. But, um, for me, because of the way that I perceive reality ever since I was a little kid, this is like, it's like when I saw depression, I would see an entity. When I saw anxiety, I would see an entity. When I saw this, I would see, like, I would see entities for all of these mental illnesses. And so for me, it's really helpful to be able to communicate with these entities. And you can take this another level into the body. We can go to the physical level. Physical manifestations in our body also are entities when you take it to the spiritual plane. So like uh, when I was younger, I had TMJ and that's you know, a very physical experience. Um, I did I had no awareness of how it was at all connected to my emotional experience or my spiritual experience or like anything like that. I started learning about the chakra system and started learning that we store different, we have all these different energy centers that inform us of different things. And so I started looking into the throat chakra and went on a big healing journey with that. And I did most of the healing work with that on a more emotional, psychological, mental level, because while I was like seeing things at that chapter of my life, I wasn't yet entirely like, well, I was terrified of all the things I was seeing. So I was trying to avoid seeing things and I wasn't going into my jaw looking for an entity. Entities were in and around me and I didn't understand them at that point. So I did most of the healing work on my TMJ through discovering essentially what beliefs were stored in my jaw and transforming them and releasing them over time until my TMJ quite literally healed itself. Now I don't have TMJ, but in different points in my life, when I have gone back into those beliefs or those stories, because of course you do, and my TMJ started to resurface, I then, now being like, um, I guess more grounded in all of my psychic gifts, I I hop in there and I start talking to the entity and we have a chit chat about why, <laughs> why they're there and what's up and, and how we can get them out of my jaw. Because I just find that, fun. (laughs) So you don't have to be conscious of these things to work with them and move them out of your body. But if you are conscious of them, you can also move these things out of your body. So let's talk about the experience of, yeah, like if you're seeing entities, like if you're actually seeing them or you're hearing them, or you can sense that they're around you and it's bringing you a lot of fear. The first thing I'll say about this predicament is I suspect this predicament will become more and more common as time goes on. I've just been seeing it happen to a lot more people. I feel like it's because we're all coming online to our psychic gifts. If you've been listening to this podcast for a very long time, you know that I 
believe that everybody has the capacity to tune into their psychic gifts and abilities. I see psychic gifts as an extension of our physical senses. And for many of us, these gifts have been atrophied because we haven't been using them. But as we tune in and we develop them, we can actually bring them back online. And something that I have seen in my life and in other people's lives is that oftentimes these gifts kind of just like (laughs) turn on in a bit of an abrupt and terrifying way. Although I will say, I mean, at this point in our culture, in our collective energy, I don't know that it can't be abrupt or scary. (laughs) I think that's not true. I think it will typically be abrupt and scary when they come online because um, it's just so against what society deems as sane or normal to have these kind of um, spiritual psychic experiences. But something that I see a lot and something, you know, that happened for me is that when a person experiences trauma, it cracks you open so that you essentially depending on your constitution, it can potentially crack you open to the point that you just see and hear all these entities that aren't here and you don't know how to close that portal. You don't know how to shut that down. You don't know how to create boundaries. I think I made a whole episode on boundaries and grounding and things like that. So that might be a helpful one for you if that's something you're struggling with. But if you're seeing and hearing things that aren't there and you're seeing these entities and you're like, I don't know what to do with this, the advice that I have is similar to to what I kind of explained with the depression example, where it's what you need to do is look at what narratives, what beliefs, what stories this entity is telling you and working with a healer, working with a guide as needed. You can also do this like in meditation Um, And with yourself, journaling, like there's a million tools, but I mean, I'm always going to suggest finding a way to access support if you can. But essentially, working through each of those beliefs and those stories that don't feel expansive, that feel constrictive, that feel scary, that feel true, and finding a new truth, finding a more empowering truth, seeing if you can loosen the hold of those negative limiting beliefs and let them start to shake off and fall away. And a big way that you're going to do that is by getting to the root of wherever those beliefs came from in the first place. So in the example of seeing and hearing things, um, I'll give an example of some entities that, which I'm like, which entity example do I want to use? I'll make it decently generic. So say you're seeing an entity and like you're seeing one and you're like oh my god this is terrifying like look at those eyes they're so scary what what a like scary creature why am i seeing this thing that's not here you're looking over your shoulder you're freaking out right like this is a scary thing to have happen just it is it's freaking terrifying so say this is happening to you some of the beliefs that i would intuit might come forward would be beliefs such as i'm crazy I'm not safe. The world isn't safe. I don't know why I'm hearing this, but monsters are real. I'm in danger physically, emotionally, spiritually, psychically, like whatever, like just this feeling of 
being in danger, feeling of not being safe, potentially feelings of like, I'm evil, I'm bad, I'm a monster. Just these are just some of the many beliefs that might be in and tied to this entity that you're seeing. For me, when it came to seeing entities, probably one of the biggest beliefs was um, I'm crazy, coupled with a belief about not being safe. And then what I would do with each of those beliefs, like I would almost sit down and write those beliefs down and just like get clear on what they are. And then I would work through each of them. So for me, um, I did a lot of work on the crazy wound. (laughs) So much work on the crazy wound. I'm still working through that wound. But recognizing that it's like, no, I'm not crazy. I'm psychic. And what if it was true that I was just psychic? What if it was true that I'm tuned in and I can see and hear things that aren't there, and this is a gift. And all that I need to do is learn how to establish boundaries, learn how to ground myself, and learn how to protect my energy from whatever spiritual beings I see and hear that I don't want to interact with. So releasing that crazy wound. And then, you know, like releasing the wound around safety, I'm feeling into this right now because I'm trying to make sure this isn't just like a personal experience for me with this type of wound. It really doesn't feel like it. It feels like this is would be a common one for this um, this particular type of, I guess, experience where like a, a an entity, a low frequency entity is presenting to you and causing you to be in like fear. And yeah, I really feel like a common root of this issue is not feeling safe feeling like you can't protect yourself, feeling like you can't establish boundaries, feeling like you're very unprotected and nobody can help you. Nobody can help you. And so again, I would suggest working with a counselor to get to the root of why you don't feel safe, which to feel so chronically unsafe, I'm anticipating that you probably have um, experienced significant trauma. And so I would just suggest working with a trauma-informed practitioner of sorts to navigate that world. But yeah, and so it'll be a similar thing where once you start to unpack those beliefs and once you start to heal those things, the entities around you may either A, become less scary, or B, become, like, start to go away and more pleasant entities might start hanging around. And likely... It'll be both. So for me, the more healing work I do and have done, the less frequently these entities, like these lower frequency, more like demonic entities pop up. And also just the more capable I am of setting boundaries with them, interacting with them in such a way that I am able to release them from me. It's just, it's like a skill that you develop. Like the same way if you, yeah, like any, honestly, it's just the same cycle of anything that you're healing from. You know, it's relapse, recover, relapse, recover, relapse, recover. But the more you stay on that path, the longer the recovery stages become and the less severe the relapses become. So now every time I see a low frequency being or have an interaction with one, I more quickly get to a place of feeling ready to face that scary thing, talk to them, and 
stay empowered in my more high frequency, healthy beliefs that I choose to, I want to embody and be in and live as. You don't have to want these things. You can, you can swim in the darkness your whole life. That's like, you can, it's not a problem. (laughs) This is your life. You get to choose what you want to do with it. I don't want to. So that's why I'm, that's why I'm doing this healing work. And that's, I mean, that's a really important part of all of this is you have to have the want, you have to have the desire. And if you don't, then let yourself acknowledge that you don't have that desire and let yourself actually fully enjoy the shitty feelings that you're feeling. Oftentimes by doing that, we can actually release the charge of it and make space for ourselves to want something else, something different. And that might be a pathway to healing as well. That's super general there. I mean, you can just go so deep into all this stuff. But yeah, okay. The major takeaways that I want to express in this episode are, one, if you are seeing, hearing, interacting with low-frequency beings and it's freaking you out, there's nothing to fear but fear itself. So taking a moment to get clear on what the heck you are most afraid of and figuring out how to lessen that fear, usually through radical love and acceptance and support, hopefully, if you have access to it. Even if you can't fully tell what it is that you need to be shifting or processing, like what are these beliefs? Like just whatever kind of comes to you, letting yourself go into that one heal that one and then slowly you'll get more clarity and you know hindsight's 2020 you'll be able to see things full picture later but letting yourself start to unpack whatever beliefs are making you so afraid of what you're seeing or what you're experiencing and then likewise if you are experiencing physical or or mental struggles that you feel maybe entity related if you take on a similar perspective to me or that you're curious, it might be entity related, if you're curious about this perspective that I'm sharing. Same thing. What are the beliefs that I'm holding around this issue? And am I willing to let these beliefs go? Could something else be true? And what if it is? What would that feel like? And doing the work to slowly unpack those narratives and rewrite a new narrative for yourself that is just more pleasant and enjoyable and healthy. And the other main takeaway I want to share is just that, is that the only power these entities have over us is the power that we give them. And most of the time we're not giving this power over consciously, most of the time it's subconscious. And I know it's a little bit hard to grasp, but a lot of the time it's through these beliefs. Yeah, these are some of the ways that entities can come into our lives and interact with us and things like that. In terms of like the really low frequency beings that are like haunting a space and things like that. Hmm. I'm just realizing I think maybe I'll need to get into in another episode. So maybe this will be a part one of demons and entities because um, this episode ended up really focusing on entities that are, I guess, attached to us through 
mental illness. But there is the whole other world of entities that are not. Um, if you listen to, I think it's like my third episode where I talk about spirit guides. I think I talk a lot about all this kind of stuff there too. Um, and then, yeah, there are entities that are just attached to spaces and there are various reasons that spirits get stuck. There are various reasons why frequencies get lowered in spaces. Um, I mean, I think we can all intuit those reasons pretty, pretty easily, but, um, yeah, I think I'm going to wrap this episode up here. I know I've done a lot of talking, um, as I close up, I just want to take a quick pause and ask you to maybe close your eyes, take a deep breath in and exhale. Just notice how you're physically feeling in your body right now. Maybe letting your awareness sink into your heart or into your gut, maybe even into your feet. Just recognizing for a second that we just talked about a lot of really, um, I guess like ungrounding things, a lot of, a lot of psychic things, a lot of potentially triggering things. And so just doing whatever it is you need to do to come back to your body and carry on with your beautiful day. Thank you so much for tuning in again. If you want a part two of this episode, let me know and I'll get to it <laughs> hopefully in reasonable time, but we'll see. Um, okay. Yay. That's all. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. Yay. Bye. <laughs>